Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the Goblin Race. This is part of our Race Overview series where we go over all the possible player races. And it's part of the Advanced Race Guide. And this guy is part of the Featured Races. So we finally get to the best race in the game. Certainly Paizo likes to do a lot of art throughout the book with these guys. Oh, the goblin art's always the best. Yeah. It's everywhere. I think it's even their, um, I'll say it's their mascot. Oh, yeah, holding, like, the Roll20. When Paizo's website is down, I'll link an image if I can find it. Um, they have just a goblin, like, tearing apart a computer. Goblins are interesting little creatures in the uh, canon of the Glorian universe. They're violent, and they're dirty, and they're stupid, and I mean stupid like that's part of their culture. They explicitly... Do not read words, because I think words steal the ideas from your head. (laughs) So if you are found to be a literate goblin, you are exiled or killed, whatever they do. No, what they like to do is destruction. They're not not big builders. They're not big artisans. They like to tear down what everybody else made up. Fire is another really big part of their culture. They almost worship fire, um, and they just like lighting things on fire. That's just a hobby of theirs. And... (laughs) The book even says they can eat nearly everything. They prefer meat, but nearly anything. <laughs> They're like the Gorons from Zelda. Is that a rock? I guess that's dinner. Delicious, delicious rock. If you ever get the chance and you do run published things, I think it's free on Paizo's website because it was part of like Free RPG Day a few years ago. Weeby Goblins is a level one goblin one shot, and it is pretty hilarious, and I, I really do suggest it. That sounds fun. You're starting your little goblin village. You're having a little goblin celebration. It's actually horrible, but you're all supposed to love it. (laughs) Let's talk about their physical description. Goblins are short, ugly (laughs) humanoids that stand just over three feet tall. Their scrawny bodies are topped with oversized and and usually hairless heads with massive ears and beady red or occasionally yellow eyes. Goblins is... Goblins, plural, is is a bother. That needs to be gobble eye... (laughs) Or something like that. But Goblins' skin tone varies based on the surrounding environment. Common skin tones include green, gray, blue. Though black and even pale white, Goblins have been sighted. Their voracious appetites are served well by their huge mouths filled with jagged teeth. And when I see though black and even pale white Goblins have been sighted, I'm like, I feel like I'm reading something out of Diablo. What's that guy's name? Like, stay a while and listen. What's his name? Something Deckard Kane? Something I'm not sure. What, you know, do you know who I'm talking about? No. Have you ever played Diablo? Maybe like... Have you been Diablo on the cube? internet? Please, come on, yes, the Sharadra Cube. Yes, the teeth <laughs> fill the mouth. Come on! Fine. Anyway, he does that. It's their way of like doing lore without stopping the games. You just find a book and all of a sudden you just hear this voice from heaven, I guess. I guess it represents you reading, but you hear it in his voice and he's like, the tree monsters are actually massive alien creatures. And you're like killing tree monsters while he's talking. I was like... All right, I can tell. I can see them. They're filled with green <laughs> liquid. So I, I've just spilled it, all right? Stay a while and listen. They are adults at 12, which is it's actually a little bit, just a little bit less than human. Yeah, they grow up real quick. They're ready to reproduce. They're like rabbits. 20 years, they're middle-aged. They're old at 30, and they're venerable at 40, and they can live up to 40 plus 1d20 years. So 60 years old is the oldest goblin. I have a feeling not many of them make it to 60. Yeah, no. <laughs> Males are usually between 2 feet 10 inches and 3 feet 4 inches. Females, a little bit less than that. And they're so between about 32 and 38 pounds. So I'd be thinking, why would I want to play a goblin? And I think it's like 
really so polarized. Pe- people are like, why would you want to play this horrible, fecund little race? And other people are like, wow, this sounds great. I'm <laughs> immediately doing my first character a goblin. There's like no in-between, really. They're, they're, I think, a way to just just go wild and have a lot of fun. But we'll, we'll get to that after we talk about what makes them who they are. And let's start with their ability score racial traits. They're fast, but weak and unpleasant to be around. So they get plus four dexterity, minus two strength, and minus two charisma. This is the first, and I think the only time we see this kind of stat distribution on one of the featured races. When plus four to a stat, and then minus two to two other stats to make up for it. We should mention they're 10 RP. So pretty low. Uh, I think like 14 about was the average we've been seeing. Goblins are humanoids with a goblinoid subtype. Small creatures get a plus one bonus to their AC, plus one bonus on attack rolls, and a minus one to their CMB and CMD, and a plus four bonus on check. On stealth checks. On all checks. Just checks. Check checks. And a little, we'll go back to it a little bit, but just remember that stealth check bit. Uh, their base speed is actually 30. They are fast, unlike other small races. And uh, you can absolutely never, ever feed them after midnight. <laughs> or is it give them water? I don't remember. Listen, I don't remember 80s horror movies very well, Okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to work here with gremlins. Obviously, they couldn't call them gremlins, and they're like, we'll just make them without fur. They're like little orc people. They speak goblin, and if they have a high intelligence score, <laughs> they can choose from common, draconic, dwarven, gnoll, gnome, halfling, and orc. I suggest that if you're going to play this game, at least put a point in linguistics so you can speak common. <laughs> yeah, don't be that person that doesn't speak common and tries to communicate via body gestications there's this wonderful like dichotomy that happens where like humans are intelligent creatures elves are intelligent creatures but it's like not very often that you go to a uh, a dragon's lair and he's got all these humans working around like yeah what's up he's just you know yeah he's our boss i guess he's kind of cool brings in meat sometimes usually it's like a big animal i guess it's kind of cool you know the bed's not so nice whatever you know the benefits aren't great dental we don't get dental whatever that's not what happens right if there's a human that goes near a dragon the dragon eats it but all the times, like kobolds and and goblins, yeah, sure. The dragon's like, whatever. I can, I can impose my will on these pathetic creatures. <laughs> so their second, what made me say that was their second language was draconic. Yeah, that seems like a weird choice out of all of them. I like, I like the idea of just like, oh yeah, we serve dragons sometimes. I mean, if you ask them why, they're like, he big strong, he bringing food. No more have to eat rock. So just remember, if you want to play a goblin and you want to be able to communicate with the other party members, you're going to need at least 12 intelligence or put one point in the linguistic skill and pick common. Their next ability is skilled. Goblins receive a plus four racial bonus on both ride and stealth checks. So remember, they get a plus four to stealth just for being small, and now they get a plus four to stealth just for being goblins. So they start And off then with if a it's a class eight. skill for you, you're getting plus three. So right off the bat, level one with one rank... <laughs> <laughs> in stealth and no dexterity oh yeah they also have plus four to dexterity so we're adding another two on top of that they start with plus 13 stealth at level one wow that's nice minimum granting you know you put a point in it wow so goblins are very difficult to see what, what do they ride dogs yes they had they're actually called goblin dogs they're like this oh. weird hairless variant of dog and don't they like they have like if you if they bite you they're just like so gross you automatically get a disease yeah they have fast movement. Goblins gain a plus 10 bonus to their base speed. This is already added to their base speed above. So just to explain why they're not 20. And goblins have dark vision, allowing them to see perfectly in the dark up to 60 feet. And that is the only class abilities they have. Hmm. That's not a lot. No, not at all. That's but as three you can that see, aren't like the base. If you want to be stealthy, I mean, I feel like I got to be a goblin ninja right off the bat. 
Uh, not ninja. I meant rogue. I would like to see a goblin ninja. That'd be nice. <laughs> but some about some alternate racial traits. Uh, I guess they're going to be replacing, like, there's only, like, three to replace, but we'll see what it is. Cave crawler. Some goblins are born and raised in caves and rarely see the light of day. Goblins with this trait gain a climb speed of 10 feet and the plus 8 racial bonus on climb checks associated with having climb speed. Goblins with this racial trait have a base speed of 20 feet and lose the fast movement racial trait. Interesting. I mean, I think that's that's a good trade-off. Climb speed is is pretty awesome. Yeah, climb speeds are really good. We talked about it before with the cat folk. Just having a climb speed means as long as the DC is under, like, I think 25, you don't even have to say you're making a check. You can just climb things. really helps, if, especially if your GM makes good maps where you can take advantage of that in a combat scenario. Next is City Scavenger. Goblins with the Shriek and a plus two racial bonus on perception and survival checks and can use survival to forage for food while in a city. Uh, this replaces skilled, so the plus four to ride and stealth get replaced. I mean, it's it's good, I think, because you're already really, really good at stealth. But I like the idea of of skilled better than this, honestly. I mean, it's a bonus to perception, which we can both acknowledge yeah, is great. It's good. Um, but honestly, the weird part for me is survival to forage for food with a wall in a city. That seems like really would only exist in a poverty campaign because if you're in a city and your PCs, right. you probably have like more than the three copper it takes to buy food. Yeah, very quickly you just start hand waving food, so. It might help in kind of like a, a, a Tales of the Lich kind of campaign where they do a lot of, like, you wake up, you have amnesia, and you're in the middle of a city that you don't know. That might help. I go to your sewer grate and just start sifting my hand through it for stuff to eat. <laughs> right, right. So at least you could do something like that. But I feel like very very quickly after level one, that will be uh, kind of going away. There's eat anything. Uh, raise with little or no proper food. Many goblins have learned. Many gerblins. That's it. From now on, I'm calling them gerblins because I love that. Many gerblins have learned to survive by eating whatever they happen across and can digest nearly anything without getting sick. Goblins get a plus four in survival checks to forage for food and a plus four racial bonus on saves versus effects that cause the nauseated or sick and conditioned. This replaces skilled. That is interesting. I was about to say this is stupid until I heard nauseated or sick and conditions. Not from food, just period. Yeah, that's the really big thing to take away from that. Again, scavenging for food isn't really... I wouldn't really ever really consider that a big plus side, but a plus four is a giant bonus for a saving throw. Sure. Next is Goblin Weapon Familiarity. This is also going to be replacing Skilled. Goblin's traditional weapons are the Dog Slicer and the Horse Chopper, weapons designed specifically to bring down their most hated foes, being dogs and horses. I guess. Goblins with this trait are proficient with the dog slicer and the horse chopper and treat any weapon with the word goblin in it as a martial weapon. Uh, this would be better if those weapons were good at all. The dog slicer is literally, I think, a short sword, except with the fragile condition. And the horse chopper is kind of just like a two-handed weapon that does like 1d8 damage. They're not very good at all. I like I like the idea of dogs would love to chase them as because they're smaller prey. But the dog slicer being fragile actually can be helpful because I'm guessing this is cheap if it's a goblin weapon right and there there is an ability you can put on it or a feat you can take I forget what it is where if like you if you get a critical hit you can just break your weapon if it has a fragile uh, condition and can just automatically confirm it so you could do some sort of build around that that's interesting but that's very niche our favorite word of course I actually, I just looked it up. Uh, turns out the masterwork and magical versions of the dog slicer do not have the fragile condition. Don't get the masterwork. <laughs> if I'm confirming crits automatically, you know, it's, it's an option. Hardhead big teeth. 
Goblins are known for their balloon-like heads and enormous maws, but some have even more exaggeratedly large heads filled with razor-sharp teeth. By the way, I love the word maw. I think it's a great, great synonym. Goblins with this trait gain a bite attack as primary natural attack that deals 1d4 points of damage. This replaces skilled. Take it if you're going to go for some sort of weird natural attack build or some sort of, um, I think there's like a, an archetype we'll see later. And even if you're using prom manufactured weapons, you still get the bite attack as another attack on top of those, just with a minus five. Next is oversized ears. While goblins' ears are never dainty, these goblins have freakishly large ears, capable of picking up even the smallest sounds. Goblins with this racial trait get a plus four bonus on perception checks. Wait, all all perception checks. This, and yeah, this, this replaces skilled. So if you're in a room and you need to just perceive if somebody's walking through it, Right, and it's the silence casted on the room. My big ears will help me figure that out. They'll help these eyes. They'll help these eagle eyes. Hey, can you see that guy at the horizon? Well, I do have big ears, so yes, I do. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Comparable. They like to replace skill a lot, I've noticed. It, I mean, it's all they really got, other than dark vision, which I'm sure they have something at some point that replaces dark vision. Well, the last one is called Tree Runner, and replaces skill. And trackless rainforests wow. and marshes, it can be difficult. It's not surprising to me that you're wrong. It can be difficult to find dry ground to build on just because you're always wrong. It has nothing to do with dark vision. Goblin tribes living in such areas have learned to live in the treetops. I mean, when are you ever right? I've never seen it happen. These goblins gain a plus four racial bonus on acrobatics and climb checks. I mean, you're right sometimes when you read stuff. This racial trait, of course, replace skilled. That was impressive, actually. I'm not even mad. I don't know. Acrobatics and climb checks are okay. A plus four is still really big. Yeah, I mean, it's this is all comparable. If you want to do something specific and you're not happy with what it's giving you, they're giving you a lot of options. And they're giving you a nice little bit of flavor. It tastes like climb checks. So it can do the <laughs> little bit of flavor that is, is good. If I just realized if nobody knows that, that meme that Inside Joke Theater has, they're like, what did he just do? <laughs> what was that? Look up Ice Cream Taster. I'm sure you'll find it. Cover all 9,000 taste buds. Aerate it, warm it up, driving up that top note, that cream, pure vanilla, sweeteners. The plus four to acrobatics would jump out to me because you can do like a. Uh, of course build it would, it's roll. acrobatic. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a, a dick dash leads dog. <laughs> I think I just killed him with my joke. Because uh, you can do a plus four is gigantic bonus. You can do like jumping through people's threatened squares kind of build with a goblin, which I think is very, very thematic to goblins. There are some racial archetypes that they have. They have for the barbarian, the feral nasher, which is a guy who uses a bite attack. There is the fire bomber from the alchemists. And that one I like a lot because he pretty much just likes to set himself on fire and he has bombs all over him and throws bombs. And eventually can just turn into a fire elemental. I think it's pretty cool. And Winged Marauder, uh, which is another alchemist one that I'm not familiar with. That one, um, you actually get like a bat familiar that can fly. And you, you're supposed to like ride on the bat and drop bombs on people. It's actually really cool. Alright guys, roll initiative. Does it have a weak spot? <laughs> and how many feet away is it from me? Has anything in Pathfinder had a weak spot yet? And while we're on the subject... Can a dragon fit in the room we're fighting in? Well, it depends. They wouldn't have Crisco on their equipment list? Yeah, I picked it up. Uh, last time we were in town, I grabbed it. Oh, well, yeah, then definitely. Absolutely. Well, Kev, I have a question. On my character sheet, it says you gave me half a million gold last episode. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I, I got that, too. I, I wrote that down. 
if we could not be children for like three seconds, I would like that. So pretend that you're having fun for once. <laughs> but they entertain themselves pretty darn well. I shoot it in the face. <laughs> of course you do. Without any diplomacy, it's right in the face. You shoot it. It's a Medusa, you said? <laughs> yeah. Yet another copyright infringing non-original <laughs> character. I, I'd like to roll a sense motive on a DM. The GM, I'm sorry, I don't want to copy copyright. DM, man, yes, we just got not. Wow. Oh, you want to get us copyright striked? You guys have iTunes here? Obviously, you have Tolkien here, so. <laughs> Tolkien came across and his elves and his dwarves. <laughs> Did you like what you just heard? A couple of guys hanging out, role-playing? That was Trailblazers, our actual play podcast. You can find it every Tuesday right here on the Trailblazer Network. Hope to see you there. That's it. Rocks fall. Everyone dies. Everyone roll your character. <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to take a lot longer than 10 minutes. So they actually got a good number of feats. Like we said, Paizo loves their goblins. There is burn, burn, burn. And you better believe there's an exclamation point after each of those burns. You need to have disabled device, one rank of disabled device. You take the goblin love of arson and fire play to a whole new level. You deal an extra 1d4 points of fire damage when you attack with fire from a non-magical or alchemical source, such as with torches or alchemical fire, and get a plus 4 bonus on reflex saving throws made to avoid catching on fire or putting yourself out when on fire. I like it. Unfortunately, it, doesn't, it does not apply to splash damage, which is what alchemical fire can do. So you're just doing, I guess, wouldn't be good for the alchemist. That kind of sucks. If you ever want to do like a torch kind of build, goblins are a really good choice for it because they have a couple feats like this where they get uh, bonuses to doing uh, using non-magical fire. Next, we have in the same vein, fire hand. You can wield a torch as a weapon without taking the non-proficiency penalty and gain a plus one bonus on attack rolls with melee weapons that deal fire damage. So not specifically torches, but if you had like a plus one fiery right. short sword, then it would apply to that. That's interesting. I, I kind of want to make a, a a build now with a torch. What does a torch do damage-wise? I want to say it does, like, as a light mace, plus one fire damage, uh, but normally it's always considered an improvised weapon. Gotcha. Interesting. Well, there's Fire Tamer, and you gain a plus two bonus on saves against spells with the Fire Descriptor. Additionally, your scars mark you as a talented Fire Tamer, granting you a plus two circumstance bonus on diplomacy and intimidate checks when dealing with other goblins. Or goblins. sorry. I forgot my commitment to call them goblins. I, this is actually something interesting. I, I never thought of it this way. But f- fire scars mark you as a talented fire tamer. Because if you weren't talented, you'd, you wouldn't be alive with the scars. You would just... <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> Half my face is burned off. But I am alive. So yes, I do have experience. And I am very talented with fire. Thank you for asking. Oh, did that. you see that guy's face? He's got to be like the best pyromancer. <laughs> This is actually part of a chain. The next part of this chain is called Flame Heart. You need to be level 5 to take it. You gain Fire Resistance 5. When casting spells with Fire Descriptor or throwing Alchemist Bombs that deal fire damage, you treat your caster level or Alchemist level as if you were one level higher. That's good. So a little bit more specific, but definitely really cool. Yeah, I would definitely take that if I was an Alchemist. There's Goblin Gunslinger. You can wield medium firearms without taking the penalty for an inappropriate sized weapon. This is interesting. I like the idea of a goblin with like a giant blunderbuss shooting it and like flying backwards, like like uh, Will Smith the Men in Black with the cricket. You know, just the opposite of that. Next feat is Tangle Feet. <laughs> so this one has a lot of prerequisites. You need the Dodge Feet. You need the Mobility Feet. You need the Underfoot Feet, and then you also need to be a goblin. 
When you successfully make an acrobatic check to avoid provoking an attack of opportunity from a larger opponent when you move through its threatened area or its space, you can make that opponent lose its balance until the end of its next turn as a free action. While that creature's balance is lost, if it attempts to move, it must make a successful DC-15 acrobatics check or fall prone, wasting the move action. You can only affect one creature with this effect each round. A really, really big investment, um, but I think at later levels, when the bestiary becomes a lot of large creatures, they tend not to have acrobatics as a skill, or they tend not to be very good at it. So you basically can be knocking them prone a lot. And you know what makes this really, really valuable? You're stealing their move action. That's cool. Just snatching it. If it, just take push it out, snatching it. If, if oh, that's my move action. If uh, if it was just you know they have a chance to to fall when they do move, I would I would say never pick this. But the fact that it's like oh hey no more move action for you, that's pretty cool. Well, it it uh, if it attempts to move, it has to make the acrobatic right. check. Now we don't usually talk about anything that the um, additional supplemental resources. I use two words that mean the same thing. To talk about, but I want to say that Goblin, there's so much love for this thing unlike the camp folk, so they've produced a lot of content, so if you want to go further with the Goblin, there's a lot of content out there uh, you know, first party content to, to give you more uh, flavor for that for that Goblin, for them Gerblins they actually have their own supplemental product called Goblins of Glorion and that's them let's talk about the the equipment, they have racial equipment so the first one is so them. It's called the bomb launcher, and guess what it does? Actually, I'll describe. It. Normally, I won't do it, but I want I want to tell you what it looks like because it makes sense. Like you don't have a, a, a rocket propelled grenade here in Galarian. Uh, these odd-looking egg-shaped contractions have cleverly placed fins that improve bombs' accuracy. Goblins alchemists use these special containers to make their bombs more accurate when thrown long distance. Using a bomb launcher when throwing a bomb increases the bomb's range increment to thirty feet, or increases the range increment of a bomb with a rocket bomb discovery up to seventy feet. Oof. Bomb launchers are destroyed when used. I kind of picture, you ever seen like the, the, the fat boy from Fallout? Except that yes. it falls apart when you use it. <laughs> but it's cheap. It's 10 gold. It's, it's interesting. I like how you can just you increase the range of your, of your bombs. And it sounds like very them. Next racial equipment is actually an alchemical thing, and it's called Mellow Root. You can craft it with a craft alchemy check, or you can, I guess, find it in the wilderness. Sneaky goblin chieftains give this orange paste to the tribe's warriors before proposing a particularly bold raid. Consuming mellow root causes a euphoric feeling that makes you feel invulnerable. For one hour after consuming mellow root, you, you gain a plus five alchemical bonus versus fear effects. However, while under the effects of mellow root, you must make a DC 15 will saving throw when you try to leave the threatened area of an opponent. If you fail the saving throw, you cannot leave the threatened area with that action, but do not lose the action. So you have to stay and fight. Interesting. This is something I think it'd be really interesting to have an NPC have. Right. Where, like, he should really be running away, but he's just not. Or to force the players to have, like, to consume at some point. Like, yeah, this will help you out, and you, they don't know what it is, and they take it. <laughs> That'd be interesting if you have players that are really, like, take what you tell them. Because some players, are, like, they don't like you controlling their character when you tell them they have to feel this way. But if you got kind of uh, players that will be okay with that, tell them, like, you, you, you feel fearless. You're like, I'm not running away from you, dragon. Yeah, you just cut off my arm, and I see it there. But guess what? I've got this one. Now don't I? Yes, it was 2 handed weapon, but I'll take the penalties because, I, you know, I feel real good about this next attack I'm going to do. I think it's, it's going to kill this full health dragon. Next is still gut. It's only 50 gold. By the way, Mellow Root was 25 gold. Drinking a vial of this bland, bluish liquid. That does... Wow, bluish. 
as a word doesn't look like bluish. It's B-L-U-I-S-H. Kind of looks like blush. That's interesting. Hmm. I want to see it with other colors, like greenish. You would, you would immediately know that it's green, but bluish. Let's come back to that. Yeah, it's spelled like blush, but with an entirely another letter interjected next to the other vowel to give it an entirely different sound. It's That's so weird. <laughs> it's like wearing a disguise. I can't tell. <laughs> it's disguise check. It's very high. Uh, this bluish liquid grants you a plus five alchemical bonus on fortitude saves to avoid nausea or sickness for one hour. If you're already nauseated, you can drink still gut as a move action. Drinking it in this fashion grants you a second saving throw without the plus five bonus. Boo. Uh, goblins often use still gut so they can choke down meat or other foods in advanced stages of rot or decay. Interesting. Uh, I actually kind of don't like this flavor. I feel like goblins would just be like, I don't care, eat it. But, okay. Like, even when their body's rejecting it, they're like, nope, nope, stay down. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm, this is the only kind of equipment I've seen like this that you can drink it as a move action. I find that it's cool, but it's definitely strange. Like, if you're already nauseated, you're like, oh, oh, get me, get me the bottle. There is no, uh, magical equipment for them in the advanced race guy but the ultimate equipment did come out with a couple that i just wanted to mention it's the goblin fire drum and of course there's a greater version of that but it's a it's a drum that you can wear around your neck and if you do a dc12 perform percussion check uh, you can activate the drum and any nearby natural or magical fire is enhanced so all fires within 30 feet of the player deal an additional one point of fire damage or two points for the greater version all un- this is the best part. All unattended flammable alchemical objects, such as tinder twigs, flasks, oil, or alchemist fire and fireworks, have a 10% chance of spontaneously igniting or exploding. Oh, fireworks. I thought you said fire orcs. Oh, yeah. You know, my favorite uh, kind of... Like, like, what? Just living beings can spontaneously explode? You never heard of fire orc? <laughs> no. I feel really sorry for them. <laughs> but I love the idea of just, like... Goblins hitting a drum and then all of a sudden your pocket explodes. This would be a fun like NPC moment if there are fireworks, some sort of celebration. A couple goblins go around playing their drums, like oh look at them, they're so nice playing drums for us. But they have a sneaky, 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 a hidden motive. The greater version, uh, the regular version is two thousand gold. The greater version is four thousand five hundred gold. It is the same except the damage is increased by two points except for one point and it can cast create pyrotechnic once per day and you also it's a 15 percent chance of spontaneously exploding stuff ah and then this one which is just interesting because it's like really has to involve a goblin is the goblin skull bomb 1200 gold pieces and um an ember glow lights the beady eyes of this blackened burned out goblin skull and it's very brittle and shatters if dropped in solid ground uh so if it breaks, the very last creature to touch it bursts into a raging magical flame. <laughs> I love this. Hey, John, hold this for me. And you, like, knock it out of his hands without touching it. And all of a sudden, he bursts into flames. Even though, like, you could throw it across a football field. And all of a sudden, you burst into flames. I love that so much. So it's, I thought it would be like a grenade, but no, no, no. it's like a cursed item. I like item the idea almost. of, like, you have somebody touch it, and then you pick it up with napkins. And then, you know, you keep it around, and then just, like... A week later, throw it on the ground, right? And let that person go, like, just spontaneously combust. Uh, you get 5d6 points of fire damage, and you catch fire if you fail a reflex save of 13. If it kills the creature, its body burns away in one round, leaving behind only a pile of ash and the creature's blackened, burned-out skull, which is a new goblin skull bomb. Uh, if the target survives the fire, it doesn't have a skull, or if its skull is destroyed before another creature touches it, it doesn't create a new bomb. So the way I'm seeing this rollout is that a goblin grabs it thinking it is a grenade and throws it, 
and it hits the party, <laughs> and then the goblin bursts a flame, and he becomes a goblin skull bomb, and the one next to him is like, huh, that's weird. And then he picks up the goblin skull bomb, and like, I guess I'll do it, that and then he throws it at the moment. party. I could see my players really laughing at that, because it'd be kind of fun. Like, goblins, that'd be great for, like, a high level. Like, you guys are level 15, it's like, goblins, all right, we're going to rinse these guys. We even have to roll, and then just have that kind of, like, moment happen as a joke. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. It does work if you throw it. You just have to hit them. Oh. But if you miss, that, if you miss, then you get caught on fire. That. By the way, I was reading it more. If you touch it with your gauntlet or try to outsmart it like that, it doesn't count. Like, that means you, t- <laughs> you touched it. So You can't outsmart a goblin skull. No. What are you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking? How do you feel about the goblin? I love the goblin. Um, they are very silly and zany, but they can be done legitimately and in a legitimate campaign. I've seen it done before, and I think it can be done very tastefully. I've wanted to make the fire bomber for a while, just haven't gotten around to doing it or playing him. But uh, yeah, I like that. I like the idea that that option is there, and it's not too zany. I think I think it's like a believable zany. There's a whole culture yes. behind it. It's not just like, woohoo! I'm here to drive everybody insane. Woohoo! I'm going to cast magic missile and empowered magic missile and maximize magic missile. And I'm, I'm a level 10 wizard, but all I do is magic missile. What's this out of my hat? It's a bunny. And it casts magic missile. I, I think that's not what's happening here. The goblin would reach inside the hat and pull out a bomb and explode. That was, That's what would happen here. I like the idea of these like suicidal. I've used them twice in any campaign I've ever done. One was kind of like an initial. I was you know, first time GM and it was just kind of the first fight. I don't know, goblins and orcs. And then later on, way later, I used them again. They were fighting giants in, like, a big coliseum. And the giants had backpacks full of suicidal, like, goblin kamikaze guys. And they would put a couple goblins down. They would run at you, like, give you a big hug and explode. And it was, like, it was fun. It didn't take my players out of the moment because they believed it because they were goblins. So, yeah, sure, a goblin would have two bombs. Oh, I would think of the grunts from Halo. They would, like, activate two bombs and come at you. That's the kind of idea. I I figure, like, these guys... Grunts from Halo had to be inspired off of that kind of idea of goblins. I think goblins pose the problem more so than most other races that we've seen so far in that, like, walking into a town with a goblin, you have to deal with the good old racism card, but, like, it's really validated because goblins are kind of really evil mm-hmm. by nature, sure. and, like, all they do is set stuff on fire, so when a you walk into town, there's a goblin in the party, people really have legitimate reason to be upset. Right, yeah, there's, there's a point of you're being racist, and there's a point of no, there's no social or economic factor here. Every single goblin is like <laughs> it's, it's like saying a person has hair. You could find the exception, but guess what? So next is the hobgoblin, which, spoiler alert, guys, is, is like just, hey, let me give you a lot of stats. Not a lot of interesting things, but no, I shouldn't say that because then you won't watch the next episode. Don't listen to that. I mean, they're very interesting, the most unique of all the races. Hobgoblins are next. Which I have one of my main, um, my main villains be a hobgoblin. It worked out pretty well. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, stay tuned to the channel on your podcast on iTunes. Stay tuned to your podcast channel. Stay tuned to that channel. Don't hit that remote, guys. Hey, hey, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Any other outdated references we can make? Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I didn't get you over my walkie-talkie. Make sure to say over. Over. <laughs> See, I'm not as old as you, so like... <laughs> I'm 26. How old are you, Christian? <laughs> wow. You shouldn't admit that. <laughs> All right. Listen, 26 years of life and still my nose is smaller than yours. Guys, thank you for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. 
For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our site, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. Oh, I can't. My parrot's gonna have open-heart surgery again. That sucks. Yeah, it's gonna be super boring. Hang in there, Danny. She'll pull through. But remember, when you can't play, listen. At Tales from the Lich, we do our best to provide an immersive RPG play session with an ever-expanding library. When you can't play, listen. TalesfromTheLich.com